Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello folks, it's David Edgar here, the host of Heart and Hand, and thank you for joining us for our second pod of the week here on Heart and Hand Extra, which is of course traditionally our preview match, our preview pod for the match at the weekend, and gloriously we have one again after a couple of weeks off for the winter break. Joining me tonight is a son of Scott, Mr Adam Thornton. How are you doing my friend? Not bad, thank you, how are you? I am grand, I am I am delighted to have you here. Now, we've got a, a pretty interesting cup tie to talk about, but obviously there's been... A lot of stuff happening in the world of Rangers, and, and the first thing I think we should we should talk about is uh, Jason Cummings because he arrived and we were discussing with the Podders the other night. A lot of excitement among the Podders that were on the other night. What about you? Yeah, delighted. I've said I think we've mentioned over the last couple of times I've been on. Um, he, I think he'll be really good. Um, he's just got that gallus we uh, vibe about him. Um, I think I'm interested to see how he's how he's going to fit into the team. Um, by the sounds of it, he's coming ready to go and, and ready to play as a um, starter so it'll be interesting to see the dynamics of the team and, and how he fits in but I'm confident he'll, uh, he'll be a very good signing yeah. One thing I noticed about his interview on RTV which I urge everyone to, to sign up to and to, to watch RTV uh, they do some excellent excellent stuff he was remarkably calm and he just looked matter of fact and yep, yep I'm going to score goals the fans know that and uh, yeah they know what I bring to sit and I was like that's exactly the attitude I want to see from a Rangers player. No big, pro- no big promises, but not odd either. Not, oh, I can't believe I'm here. This is, you know, th- this is a guy who thinks I'm good enough to play here and I'm going to do a job here. And I think we're crying out for somebody like that. Uh, he just looks like he doesn't give a fuck in the nicest possible way. He just looks like he's pretty comfortable in his own skin. He's uh, aware of how, how good he is or how good he, he can be. And he's just ready to go really yeah that's the perception I got I think that's a good description just comfortable in his own skin he knows who he is and he knows what he can do and, and I love that because you know we've seen it we've discussed it with, with players a, a recent example with Michael Halloran who just don't ever look comfortable in that spotlight that, that 
is going to come at Ibrox. It's, it's not possible for a, a signing, especially one who comes in with reasonable hopes these days for his given, you know, that we don't have millions to lash out on players. Um, but it probably then, I think, was the the culmination of the will Rangers get Cummings, if not will Naismith go to Rangers storyline and I think it ended when he signed, Stephen Naismith signed for Hearts today. I think that it had been rumoured that Rangers were not particularly interested in Naismith but hadn't completely shut the door in case they didn't get Cummings and I know that that's certainly how Rangers feel that they conducted that transfer that they had Naismith if you like as a fallback when they didn't they didn't need him obviously they, they got their targets their targets that they wanted were Jamie Murphy and Jason Cummings and having got them they didn't feel there was a place for Naismith Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure the media seem to believe that Hearts have won the race for Naismith over Rangers Well in much the same way that Rachel Riley won the race to my hand in marriage from my current missus <laughs> I know, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think it was, I mean, still, personally, um, Naismith, if it's a choice between the two and it's only the two, then I would go Cummings purely on the, the basis of being um, young, potential, etc., etc. However, Naismith, for six months, we know fear. I'd have took him in as well and just seen what happened. But if it's a choice between the two, then I would have definitely erred on, on the Cummings side, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think they are looking at longer term. And there is no doubt that Jason Cummings is a bigger upside long term than Stephen Naismith. That's not to say that Stephen Naismith might not have a better four months coming up, in which case I'm sure there will be criticism at the Rangers um, management and signing team about it. But I do get the logic behind it. And obviously Jamie Murphy is not being signed to not play. Jamie Murphy is not being signed to be an option. He's being signed as a first teamer. No, I'm I'm definitely I'm really interested um, in how we're going to how we're going to set up. I think it looks like it will be a four-two-three-one. I would say maybe um, with Murphy coming in off the left. Then that little pocket behind Morelos could be Cummings, could be Windass. I heard Murphy made a point where he thinks he can play in Murphy's interview, which is also an RTV. He thinks he can play um, as a three up front on his own and a two. So I am interested in that. I would have always thought Cummings was a Second, not a second striker, but needs a partner to play with him. So coming off the maybe the left hand side or something could be quite interesting as well in certain games. So yeah, good to have the options. Um, we've been crying out for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one thing that Rangers fans understand instinctively that I'm not sure is always portrayed in the media is that we can't play the same system all the time unless we have a fantastic team, which currently, unfortunately, we, we don't. Unless we have a team that's capable of just sweeping all before them. But there are certain games we need to adapt our tactics because there are games teams are going to come flying out the blocks against us and it will be real to and fro game, there'll be space, the game will get stretched and there'll be other games where the opposition don't want to venture over 40 yards from their goal and you cannot play the same system unless you have exceptionally good players a la Manchester City and know that one of them will break that side down. You have to pick players who have different skills for different matches. And I think that we now have the ability to do that after a long time where we basically only had 12, 13 options for a first-team pick. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the, I think one of the big differences between, say, a Jamie Murphy and a Jordan Jones is regardless of the team's set-up or mentality or how they're going to approach a game, Murphy can play every week. I would imagine whether we're sitting in we're, and we're playing counter or we're on the front foot, Murphy's coming in and Murphy's going to adapt to play that role. Someone like Jones or Halloran, 
not so sure. Um, it could be square pegs and round holes, depending on the way that we set up to approach a game. So it's good to be able to change it up. Absolutely. Now, we return to action. I don't know about you, Adam, but I find these breaks bloody interminable. I'm over the moon when Rangers are playing at the weekend again and playing on the Wednesday as well, so that's something to look forward to. But uh, we take a, a long journey up north to go and play Fraserburgh. And uh, this, of course, has prompted a lot of excitement in Fraserburgh. Now, I am going to uh, place my cards on the table and say that my knowledge of Fraserburgh isn't probably as as good as it should be. I haven't been following them that closely up until the news of this cup tie broke, Adam. But I assume that you'll be able to just reel off stats and statistics and you know them inside out, so go on. Yeah, Fraserburgh. It's up the way, isn't it? It's up the way, yeah. Uh, Aberdeen ish. You know me, like I, I fucking north of Stirling, man, just blends into one place for me. It's a big, a big sign on it. Saying, all I know is it's all I know is it's bandit country. That's up. Yeah, sorry, Highland League. I'll, I'll take a stab at that. Yeah, don't visit is is kind of all I know about it because yeah. you know I like Wi-Fi and electricity and shit like. But uh, all joking aside, we did speak to a bear who does know a bit more about it than we do, you'll be glad to know. Um, Eddie McDonald is a lifelong Rangers and Fraserburgh fan, and he told us a little bit more about what the Bears can expect when we go up there. Joining me now is Eddie McDonald. Eddie is a lifelong Rangers and Fraserburgh fan and he's kindly agreed to step in and tell us a little bit about uh, what we can expect when we go up there on Sunday. So Eddie, thanks very much for joining us. First of all, tell everybody a bit about your background. Uh, well, hello guys. Uh, uh, basically David, uh, I was uh, born 37 years ago and I've been waiting about 37 years for this fixture. I've supported both teams uh, all my life. Uh, basically, my old man was born and bred in Copeland Road, so I had little or no choice in which team I was going to support when I grew up. Uh, he moved up here for work purposes about maybe 40 years ago, uh, and it's, uh, I was born 37 years ago, so born and raised in Fraserburgh. I uh, had a season ticket at Fraserburgh when I was younger, uh, and sort of born, brought up supporting both teams, really, so that's the... That's where I come in, so I just thought I'd get in touch and see if I can... I wouldn't say so much insider information, because I don't know who I'm supporting on the day yet, so it'll be a toss of a coin, so I think I've got my half-and-half scarf, so it's so a win-win for me. <laughs> well, it'll be a bloody big disastrous loss for us. <laughs> I, so I know, I know, I know. Right but uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, about the team. Uh, well, Fraserburgh are probably one of the teams in the Highland League. Uh, I'm not uh, money-driven. They're sort of, they've always had a, a fantastic sort of youth policy. They've tended to rely on youth and bring the guys through. Because, I mean, when I was younger, I was part of the under-18 setup, So they tend to try and uh, promote from within sort of thing. So you've got the likes of uh, the Cove Rangers, Fort Martin, Brora Rangers. They're the, the money men of the league, whereas Fraserburgh are into the next sort of bracket to the tend not to use finance for success. They tend to try and breed from within. And to be quite honest... They're sitting second in the league at the moment, and second is probably about as good as Fraserburgh could get because the likes of Cove Rangers, there's a lot of ex-pros in that play for Cove Rangers, and they're probably more of the one. One of the more famous sides in the Highland League would be Cove Rangers. But, I mean, likes of Fraserburgh, they're, they're, you're always guaranteed a decent league finish and a cup 
uh, cup competition. They always tend to do well in cup competitions, but we'll we'll see how they fare in the Scottish Cup on Sunday. Well, they've done well to get to this to this stage. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, they played the uh, Spartans in the previous uh, uh, tie. Uh, I was down. Uh, I went down to watch them, and it was uh, sort of your typical Roy of the Rovers type last minute sort of winner. They were down one 0 at half time and come back to win the tie two one. So it was a that was a good day all round, and then when the draw came out, obviously it just makes it all the sweeter. Now, there's been some nice things said by the Fraser Borough chairman, and there's been some nice... I mean, it's been a proper Scottish Cup. You know, yeah, yeah, be, yeah, exactly. And, and the, the, the whole town is absolutely buzzing for it. So, I mean, you've got... I mean, probably Peter Head is probably more known for having more Rangers supporters than Fraser Borough, but I can assure you there's plenty of local bears going to be there on Sunday as well. So the Bears are assured of a decent... Because, I mean, I think that's something, you know, given the, 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 what we put up with a lot, that we sometimes yeah. think. But I've always found that when I've either been in the borders or up north, that generally yeah. out with Aberdeen, the city itself, you, you tend to run into an awful lot of Bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you don't become the world's most successful club and pick up uh, a few followers, you see. So, <laughs> so tell uh, us about no, no, you've guaranteed a, a nice, nice welcome up here. I mean, it's no, there's no, not like the majority of the sides will come up against weekend because they've got all got their agendas and same with the media and such like. But no, you're guaranteed a, a good welcome up here. Good. So tell us a wee bit about Fraser, but his current side. I mean, are there any players you think we should be looking out for? Uh, well. Again, a young team, a young team, uh, full of determination, so they'll go the whole game. But uh, I would say their better players are probably forward-thinking players. I mean, there's a, a few good players up front. The, the two up front uh, younger guys are Paul Campbell and Gary Harris. Gary Harris, the last week while, has been scoring goals for fun. Uh, the last two home games in the league, they have won 7-0 beating Huntley 7-0 and beating Fort Williams 7-0 wow. uh, and uh, the last fixture there just last week was a 2-2 draw within Baruri but I would say that the, the forward thinking players are the people to watch uh, and another free kick sort of man is, uh, if he plays is a Ryan Cowie he plays at a right back he's uh, quite good from set plays so I'd be, I'd be watching out for him as well but certainly the more forward thinking players are the ones to watch Tell us a bit about the, the one of the things I love about this tie. Before we do it, is the fact that you haven't seen Fraser but a move that they haven't gone and said right. Yeah, yeah, just the romance. I was I was pleased for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just it changes it from being a nice to a bit. I mean, when the clubs take it to Petodje or whatever, understandably, yeah. but there, there is something fantastic about you know just keeping it. And as you say, the visit to the town and, and I loved yeah. it. I loved what the chairman said about. You know, this will be something that kids remember in 34. And he's, he's right. Exactly. That's what it's all about. That's what it's 100%, all about. 100%. But tell us a wee bit about the actual park. Uh, it is traditionally a soft park, so it can cut up quite badly, especially towards the opposite side of the park from the stand, towards what, what would be termed the clinic end, because there's a... Uh, it used to be a doctor's surgery in a clinic based uh, right across from the stand. So it, if it's wet, I'm not sure what the forecast is, but if it's wet, it will cut up pretty quickly. It's quite a neat park. There's not much, so there's not going to be much space for expansive sort of football, but it's quite a, a neat park, so the, the pass will have to be quite crisp and sharp. But No, it's a decent surface. It's a decent surface, but if it's, if it's wet, it can tend to cut up a wee bit. 
How many people does does uh, the ground hold? Uh, well, most weeks there's about two, three hundred of us, but I think this week's a wee bit of an exception. <laughs> there's going to be uh, eighteen hundred is uh, what they're going to try and jam in. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, lastly, any, any recommendations for any bears travelling up there? Any hostelries that they might want to pop their head into? Well, uh, I would be careful because the, the, the uh, social media drive up here at the moment is uh, a lot of the uh, pubs and that are looking at it's not ticketing as such, but they're selling wristbands, typing and charging for entry and things like that. So I would definitely advise if you don't have a ticket, don't travel. But I mean, obviously, I know people well just to be close to where the match is being held. But uh, there is a, a bar directly across from the ground, but I believe they are looking to only admit home supporters. But I don't know. And obviously, you've got Witherspoons in the middle of the town, which I haven't heard that any sort of policy being operated there. So there is there is a Witherspoons, and there is a few uh, bars along the shore. Uh, I haven't heard it any, but I think there's a couple of places I definitely know are uh, operating a, a wristband type policy, and uh, one being Cheers Bar and one being uh, the Bellsley Bar directly across from the ground. Well, I know that the the bears when they're coming up tend to be thirsty, so there'll be a, a few yeah a few quid yeah. I mean, there is a leisure centre right across the, the road from the ground as well. I believe that's where all the corporate events are being held. So I don't know if the public bar will be uh, cordoned off. Uh, all day or whatever, but there are a couple of bars in close proximity to the to the ground. It's just a question: Are we going to gain entry or not? I'm not so sure. Um, realistically, Eddie, what are what are Fraserburgh's hopes from this game? Uh, my heart says we can get a draw and get a replay down at Ibrooks and fill the coffers, but uh, my head says probably you're looking at a bit of a coffin. Uh, if I could pick one. My ideal scenario is a, a draw, a score draw, and if I can't get that, I would just love to see Fraserburgh score a goal. I would love to see him score a goal. And until that happens, until one of the two sides score a goal, I don't know how I'm going to be react. I might be ejected for scoring, uh, cheering when Rangers score, or uh, not be able to live myself for cheering a team scoring against Rangers. So it's a bit of a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hope, well, I've got to be selfish here and say I hope that the Bears do it anyway. But enjoy the <laughs> exactly. day, regardless, Eddie. It's thank a win-win. For, exactly, and thank you for sharing that with us all here on. No problem, mate. No problem. Keep up the good work. So, Adam, quite interesting stuff there from Eddie. Uh, two seven-nil wins recently uh, and a two-two draw. This is a team that clearly. Uh, they, they do have some good things about them and uh, certainly a team that, that haven't got here on the back of defending No um, I think uh, that like you say if it's 2-7-0 two, two wins it's, it's quite promising um, in the Highland League so um, yeah I think it will be an interesting game um, Like it's, almost, it's weird it, it kind of almost feels like a first game of the season um, I think because we've got so many new players coming in it's going to be one of those games where you get a buzz and you're like oh, how's this going to work so 
it's going to be quite interesting. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how we line up, how we approach it, the mentality, etc. So, yeah, I'll be watching with uh, with interest. Tight, tight pitch, and obviously, given the whole of Scotland at the moment, the weather's going to be fairly ferocious. Eddie's told us that the pitch has a tendency to cut up anyway, and, and I think that in, in these inclement conditions, that that's certainly going to be the case. So... Is that a game to pitch in a lot of new players, or do you go with the kind of the guys that were playing tried and tested before Christmas um, that know each other? You don't need to try and integrate anybody or learn anybody else's game, or do you go all due respect? It's Fraserburgh. It's a side that we absolutely should be beating no matter who we put out. So it's a good place to debut the new guys. It's a good place to get them involved in. in especially strikers, because you would hope that we'd be looking to, to win this game comfortably. Yeah, I would say uh, the latter for me, definitely. Um, and I think Murphy's going to play regardless, um, so 100%. Martin, I'm not sure. I know he took part in training today. He might come in. We were quite light uh, at the back. Alves was out. Um, he's still out. So I think we could see Martin getting a, a debut. Um at centre-half for Wilson, probably. And it would be interesting to see. I think we've been quite impressed. Um, with Goss um, certainly in those games so uh, the American games sorry so I would pitch him in as well and it'd be interesting to see I think from all reports that we've we've read prior to him coming he's a ball player as we can see he's got a lovely touch lovely range of passing a brilliant dead ball can he cope with blood and snotters um, I'm not sure you would think he still would be able to obviously because it's Fraserburgh are quite far down the leagues um, but I would pitch them in and see how it goes um, and then we've also got Halliday and O'Halloran as well back to, to see how they fit in. So I think it could be, like I said before, it could be almost like a new look Rangers and we could have a, couple, a good couple of signings in. I think so, but I think you could also have a bit of a, as you say, a new old old new look Rangers because you could have guys like Halliday, you could have guys like O'Halloran yeah. coming back okay. into the side. We will be without James Tavernier who is suspended and uh, James Tavernier, also known as the object of your affection, um, I believe that the 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 Thornton household has gone to DEFCON 3 tonight at press reports that Leeds and Sunderland are beginning to step up their interest in him. Yeah, we're not happy in here. There's a candlelit vigils being, uh, being taken all over the house. Um, we really don't want to lose uh, Blue Cafu at all. <laughs> Uh, it it does seem an area that look James Tavernier has his critics and he has his supporters and the thing is he, it's because he, there are some things he does very very well and some things he regularly does quite badly and you could argue that that's unfortunately maybe the level of player that that is available to us at the moment although James Tavernier regardless has been a good signing for Rangers £200,000 he would leave for considerably more than that he's played a lot of matches I'm a fan you know he he drives me nuts sometimes especially when we concede a goal at the back post and it's his fault again Um, but he's such a good weapon going forward and he is involved in a lot of our play and, and just seems a good bloke, likeable guy so he's he's not one I'd be chasing out the door but we're really, really light in cover at that area because I know that there's talk Russell Martin has played there, can play there but otherwise you're looking at Lee Hodson and with all due respect to Lee Hodson he's not good enough to be playing for Rangers No, see, I'm going to just be a tab fanboy again I don't really care but um, I just think who gives a fuck if you can't defend? Like, you shouldn't have to. No, he's, 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 a, not, 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 come on, he's a fucking defender. 
Yeah, yes, right, fair enough. But as a fullback playing for oh, Rangers, right, no, but like, right, okay, he's a doctor, but who gives a fuck? He doesn't know anything about medicine. There's a uh, clue in the name. I think uh, there was a uh, there was an interview with it was actually quite quite topical. I was watching an interview on uh, Sky Sports News, I think it was, or Sky Sports with Kyle Walker. I think it was pre the Man City game at the weekend, and they were talking about his attacking threat, etc. And whoever the interviewer was saying, "So, what do you see yourself as? Are you what what position do you play?" And he was like, well, I'm a, I'm a defender, I'm a right-back. Ah, but you just said it's not your strong suit. And he's like, yeah, I'm an attacking right-back, but I'm still a right-back. So, yeah, you're right. Um, but he's got the second most assists in the league this year um, from right-back. Now, without being without downplaying it a little bit, you could put a centre-and-a-half out there and he would do OK. He's not going to pull up trees, but he's going to do OK. I just feel like playing for Rangers, I would much rather my full-backs have that in the locker. And I know I was a massive fan of Whitaker back in the back in the day and you berated me to hell with that as well but I feel like I would much rather have somebody who can go up there and get five assists and numerous other chances much more of an attacking threat and fling in a couple of goals at the other side I'm okay with that as a as a balancing act You can't say these things when they're at your club because they're your player and you need to support them and I always uh, I always try to I always do even if they're maybe not personally my, my cup of tea because that's football we're football fans and we have to but I fucking hated Whitaker and uh that press conference, the the one positive that came out of it was that everybody else realised, you know, oh God, he is an absolute c-word. But uh, I I I couldn't get past his and yes, some amazing moments, some brilliant goals, but I couldn't get past how utterly shoddy he was defensively. I think he was he was a lot worse than than Tav, I would say. Really. Um, because I know, no, I mean, I'm not a huge fan and, and of of Whitaker, but I know there's a lot of people out there who'll be sitting going, "Oh no, Whitaker was much better than Tavernier." No, I would, I would say, I feel like Whitaker was a bit poorer defensively. Um, for me, you just can't a right back who scores that goal in Sporting Lisbon. I think I'll just, I would just, that's just brilliant to me. That's just fantastic. Um, so I definitely would much prefer an attacking fullback like that to give us. It's so crucial, I think, in the modern game having Tav and John who are able to link from deep. Um, you see it with Man City as well this year being able to link and join the attack and become secondary midfielders we should be good enough to be able to overload teams with players like that and you're not going to get it with a broad foot for example um, so I feel like those type of players are, are crucial for us moving forward but again should be able to fine great often proved not able to therefore you need defenders who are capable of defending and more consistently than especially our fullbacks are, and too many mistakes, too many goals happen because they make. This is the thing for me. I've said this over and over, but I don't mind mistakes. Mistakes happen. They annoy me, but they happen. I, I hate when players make the same mistakes regularly because that then is a case of you're either making the decision then that you will live with this and you can accept it or you have to, to move a player on. And it, it is one of the things about Danny Wilson, who is a player that I admire a lot about him, but the doziness and yeah. the fact that you can't trust him because you know that every so often you're going to get, in fact, too regularly, you're going to get, yes, you'll get a game where he's a seven, a game where he's a seven, but then you'll get a three. And it's it's that inconsistency that drives me nuts. And I get, look, at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to go out and sign terrific top 
fullbacks, especially at the moment when you look at how much Manchester City had to play, that quality fullbacks are a bit like quality centre halves. There's a dearth of them, and that's why they go for a premium. And look, Tav isn't someone I'd be chasing out the door. Uh, uh, quite upfront about that, he wouldn't be one I'd want to lose. Uh, the other one that's being mentioned is Windass, and uh, some panic was caused with a, a photograph of him at, at Glasgow Airport. Now he's he's going down south to see a specialist about his ankle. The club are aware of it. It's all blessed in the paperwork's all done, all that kind of thing. But it's a reflection of how his stock has upturned in the last three months. That rather than Rangers fans going, "Good, where's he going?" It was, "Oh God, I hope he's not leaving." Yeah, definitely. Um, as you know, I've, n- I've never been his his biggest fan. Heard Shane saying on the daily update the up, uh, daily update today that he hated them for eighteen twenty months and now he, he he would quite like to hang on to them. I'm pretty much in the same camp. Um, I I didn't rate him at all. But like you was it yesterday? I think you might have said he, he seems to be carrying himself like a Rangers player now. Yeah, he seems to be just not quite a, an arrogance or a swagger, but he just seems quite comfortable and he, he's he's making an impact. Um, I would you could sell him now. Um, one and a half, two million, but in a year's time, that could be another million on top of that if he continues the way he is. But his consistency has always been a huge consistency has been a huge thing for <clears throat> for us. Well, you could argue now eight years, six, six, eight years probably. Um, consistency of performance, consistency of selection. Um, if he can display it, the last couple of months have been great. If he gets to the end of the season and he's still doing it, then he's he's arrived. I would say, and I would hang on to him to see if it can happen. Um, just back on the tab point, I would say. If, if it has to happen, then I would hope that we go down the same route um, in terms of another fullback. Uh, we we do tend to we mentioned this before, but we tend to go with adventurous and then safe, adventurous and then safe. Um, I would like to see someone like Chris Gadden from Motherwell, who's also um, quite high up in the assist chart this year. Someone like him coming in as a as a replacement and, and bank a, a good chunk of money that that could be could be interesting. He obviously won't be as good, but no one is. Um, but, but I would say it has to be a like for like in terms of someone who's going to come in and offer more of a threat. It can he be Hudson version two? No, absolutely. And uh, I think that if you look at who they brought in as a left sided defender, then it was Declan John, who is cut from the same kind of cloth. Um, as Tavernier so I think that that's maybe an indication of the type of fullbacks that they want because as you say no matter what system Rangers play the fullbacks have to be able to get up and down the flank they've got to be fit ideally they've got to have a bit of pace about them and they have to be capable of interacting with the front line and getting involved in providing assists and providing goals which both of them have and of course we go back to uh, the the season in the championship when you had Wallace and, and Tavernier were terrorising side, uh, sides from there so more concerns about Lee Wallace while we're talking about fullbacks because he'll be out for it looks like maybe another four weeks after having a clean up on his ankle and we're effectively losing I would say now Lee Wallace and uh, Graham Dorans for the guts of the season, you know, you don't want to say, oh, they're out for the season, because they're not, they, they'll hopefully be back before the end of the season, but they can't possibly get back and hit peak fitness, uh, it just won't be, it wouldn't be fair to expect that of them, if they're coming back into the side, sort of, you know, March time, and or in the case of Dorans, probably April, late April, then it's unrealistic to expect them to have a massive impact on the season. Yeah, um, I think you're right about all of us, I, I, don't, I think we're okay with John there, Um Wallace has had a couple of niggling injuries. Um, he never really looks 100% fit at the best of times. Um, yeah, I think we need to write him off for uh, for the majority of this season, I would say. Um, Dorans is a really unfortunate one. I'm, I'm 
quite frustrated about that because I feel like I feel like it, we've spoken about it before the whole expectation versus reality thing. I feel like he started off well, but but not as well as people thought, and then he kind of dipped a little bit along with everybody else. Still got five goals this year. Mm. Um, from I'm not sure how it can be. Must only be ten or twelve appearances. I would have said. Um, so he still was a threat, and I feel like in if Mark is going to line up how we think he's going to line up, um, I feel like a player like Doran's playing in that number eight role, he'll do really well. Um, he didn't look suited to the two-man uh, two midfield when it was Doran's and Holt or Doran's and Jack. He looked like there was always something missing. Put him in a three-man midfield with McCurry behind him, Doran's, maybe Doherty, maybe Windass. I think that could be really, really good. So a bit frustrated on that one. I feel with Doran's, the, the reason for frustration is is that he had built a platform, if you like, because you're right, he hadn't came in and blown everyone away. Uh, if you want to say a Morello-style start, it wasn't that. But he'd, he'd come along, and some games he'd been really good, some games not so good. But as you say, still had quite clearly a positive contribution on the side. And that's him not, uh, if you like, his peak. So you're hoping then that after it's a new club and you know a lot of expectation and a lot of personal expectation because it's his club and he wants to impress and I think he had just built that base and would have been ready to then kick on and that yeah. got taken away from us and that as you say is very frustrating because even if it'd been like a month fine that it still adds to a kind of stop start thing but then when it's effectively it's going to be half a season at best in all honesty and yeah because I think he was just arriving into the, the the period where he would have gone on again you know I think he was ready to then just kick up to the next thing and and the fact that his contribution had been such when he wasn't what you would describe as a, a kind of 8 out of 10 every week guy I was looking forward to when he did hit uh, a, a patch of really good form and started to feel more settled and got his consistency up and, and that was taken away from us but I am feeling a lot more confident Adam about the second half of the season in terms of the options because I like the fact that you know you're looking at it you go well can we play those two together or do we need to drop one which means you play him or can we and we haven't had that all season because we did bring in the, these players at the start but unfortunately it became apparent quite quickly that you were really looking at maybe three or four of them that that were potential ones that you could hold on to for a while and the rest you were looking at and thinking oh god are we going to get anything out of these guys whereas now we are in the position to say yep great we can change it we can add him we can add him we can cover that position we can change during a match if need be games are sometimes with us won and lost on the bench and I think there's been at least four points over the last couple of months that have been dropped because we had nothing on the bench that could have been salvaged had we done so and that would be making a, a big difference as to where we're sitting right now. You know, we would be sitting in second and maybe looking forward rather than having to look forward with with a team in the road first. But yeah, back on back on Sunday, obviously, uh, good luck to all the Bears going there. Not a lot because the ground is, is, is as George, uh, sorry, as as Eddie told us earlier, is is not the biggest, but uh, it should be a cracking cracking atmosphere, cracking uh, cracking cup tie, crapping. Uh, I hope it's not crap, um, but I, I hope it's a cracking cup tie. But What's your prediction then, Adam? Yeah, I'm going to be bold. <clears throat> I'm going to say we'll win by a, a good few goals. I'll go for a 4-0. I am going to go for 3-0. I think that Rangers will produce, hopefully, a coldly professional display and put it away with it too much fuss, but um, without it necessarily being a, a classic or a you know one you remember because they put it on. I don't think it'll be a Keith in the 90s 
uh, when we, we beat Keith 10-1. But he did well to get a goal. He was in hat-trick, wasn't it? I don't think we've seen many of them. Uh, Alex Cleland, hat-trick. Uh, I'd be intrigued to know if he ever managed that fate again in his, his professional career. I'd be willing to put money on that he didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Unless he's one of these guys that goes off at the end, you know, and plays in like the Western Samoa League for a year when he's 39. Yeah. Um, that doesn't count. So if anyone's going to write in and tell me that I'm wrong because of that, then I'm sorry, I'm not accepting that. I don't think that that, that should count. Okay, folks. Well, listen, thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back uh, on here with the flagship pod on Monday, reviewing the weekend's game and looking ahead to the Aberdeen fixture next week. If in the interim you want to hear a bit more from us or a bit of different stuff from us, then just come and see us on our Patreon subscription site. One ninety nine a month it begins at, and you can get so much extra content there. Um, you'll be getting shows daily, which contain all the news, but you'll also get oh, we've so many great shows about history. We've got stuff from the Gallant Pioneers era. We've got stuff from the eighties. We've got the Advocate years dealing with uh, the time that Dick was here. Uh, when we forensically go through games and memories and stuff that you love, and there's also a lot of fun as well. Big Scott, who you may be missing from this parish, he's over there with uh, his German football roundup had can only be described as an X-rated beginning this week for about four minutes. So so bad I had to put a warning on it to people not to listen to it with their kids in the car. Um, but if you're only only Scott can get the word globules into a football show, I think it's fair to say, Adam. And uh, even you're going to to dip into this world. You've got a lined up a team of tactics experts for a, a tactics focused show, and for some reason you're going to take part in it as well. Yeah. Tentatively calling it Freaks and Geeks, so yeah, um, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. That, that'll be coming on to Patreon uh, early next week, I think. So there's loads happening. Please come along and, and have a look at it. But if not, and you're quite happy just with the two free shows a week, thank you very much for continuing to support us. We really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you for being a, a heart and hand listener. So with that, I'll thank your executive producer in London, Mr. Mike Lee, Miss Paul Miles, my guest tonight, Mr. Adam Thornton. Thanks, David. Can I just give a quick shout out? I know we, you mentioned it earlier on in the the week, but the four lads had a dream blog. Alex, he's, Alex obviously is a contributor on Heart and Hand as well. The blog he put up about Jordan Jones was fantastic. I think it's a, a must read for for everybody. And obviously, Alex and Stevie are doing some really good work getting uh, some information out to the, the fans about transfers, etc. So if everybody wants to go and have a have a look at that as well, it's really a, a must have. It's not fucking Popmaster. You don't get to <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to make a shout out at the end. You might thank your fucking wife while you're here as well. All the, and everybody who knows me doesn't fucking work like that. Right. Fuck's sake. But yes, yes, it's a good blog. Go and, go and, go and have a look at it. Uh, uh, you'll find some really good... There's some good writers on there. Um, and uh, both both the main guys, Alex and Scott, do really, really well on it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Cheers. Bye. Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.